My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 117. I know at this point you guys are probably as worn out as I am from hearing about the pandemic, but I wanted to share one more episode sort of about it, but more so about moving on because this is going to be really interesting. This is us finding the new normal. And here in Wisconsin, as I record this, Our governor has put a lockdown on everything until May 26th. If he had opened it just a day sooner, it could have been open on my birthday, and that would have just been the best birthday present ever, but oh well. So guys, I want to use this episode as a way to help all of us get ready to either move forward or continue moving forward, depending on where you live in the world. So let's just uh, recap what we've gone through as individuals and as business owners. I want you guys to think of it this way. The coronavirus was a really good multitasker. I don't know if you thought about it this way, but while it was running around scaring people and honestly presenting a real threat to a lot of different demographics, it was also doing a few other crazy things, specifically in the business world. I can guarantee that business owners, especially those of you in the home industry, are going to do certain things differently as we navigate this post-coronavirus world. As you know, the economy shut down. In case you missed that, I'm sure you couldn't. And it felt like an eternity. You might have had to lay people off in your business that you hope to soon rehire. Or maybe you've rehired them by now. I hope you have. Some of you have used this time, this pause, to actually retire because it was a simple sidestep that you had already been considering. And whether your business has been pushed back to ground zero or held tight to its former position on the mountain, or oddly enough, even grown during this time, because that is a possibility. And I have seen this happen among several of my clients, and it's surprising, but absolutely amazing. Either way, no matter where you find yourself right now, you know that the new normal is looking very, very different. So we're going to dive into what we can expect, what the experts are saying, but then also what we need to do as individuals to really prepare for this. Now, guys, if you are enjoying The Kate Show podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts because that helps me shape my content. If you've ever wondered why my episodes are shorter, you know, 20 to 30 minutes, very rarely exceeding 40 minutes, it's because I've gotten so much feedback from people saying they love the shorter episodes. So that is what I am doing. I'm keeping it short so you guys can really digest this content. All right, let's dive right in. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. At the top of my list of the six unforgettable lessons I have learned from the pandemic is actually one that you guys are very familiar with, and that is adding another income stream. Multiple income streams can be so helpful in ensuring that your family and your team suffer minimally, hopefully during uncertain times, especially if each income stream has a slightly different ideal client. Varying your income streams can allow one stream to support the other as needed. This is nothing new. You guys have heard of this. This is why a lot of you have switched to online services or simply added online services. It makes sense in this economy and in 2020. 
Now, for home industry businesses, this means you're expanding e-commerce, or like I just said, you're offering virtual online consultations, or you're just streamlining how you've already been offering those virtual services. Now, you don't want to make the mistake of shoving all sorts of different ideal client types and services under the roof of one business. So if your second income stream is closely related with your first, such as offering traditional interior design and then adding virtual interior design, you can certainly keep them under one umbrella business name. But if you're a home stager who wants to add styling services for rental properties, for example, then you might want to consider having a DBA or doing business as set up so that it's all under one LLC, but different. Now, take this all with a grain of salt because I am not a lawyer, obviously, and I'm not a business coach and I'm not a CPA. I am just sharing something to think about if you haven't thought about it in that way. Because remember, if you have too many ideal clients that you're trying to reach under one business, your marketing might get really confusing, not just for you, but also for them. So if you're marketing to multiple ideal clients and they're very similar to each other, then it's going to be fine. But if you're trying to market to multiple ideal clients who are quite different and there's really no crossover, that's when things are going to get a little tricky. Not that you can't do it, not that you shouldn't do it, but just keep in mind that you'll have to handle it a little bit differently. And as with anything I've said in this podcast or this episode before or after these statements, full disclosure again, I'm not a lawyer, so make sure you speak with one if you aren't quite sure how to structure your business in this way. Now, if you're thinking about different income stream resources, things to make it easier for you to sell online, I do have a few options for you. One is onsidedoor.com, and you guys recently, or you will be, I can't remember how this works in the schedule, but I did interview the CEO of Sidedoor, and Sidedoor is a great way for you to sell trade-only products like furniture, accessories, decor, and make money that way. And it really protects you as the interior designer because you don't have to go around and source from big box stores. You can actually create curated rooms and vignettes. Well, listen to me, guys. I can't talk and I have a podcast. Isn't that ironic? (laughs) Anyway, Side Door really helps be able to sell those room curations again and again and again, or just use them for each client as they come in. Totally up to you. The other option is designfiles.co, and that's great for if you offer virtual design or if you offer uh, virtual staging consultations. My Doma Studio is great for interior designers, whether they're traditional or virtual, and it also includes high-level client and project management. So you guys have quite a few options that have been created just for the home industry, which is pretty darn awesome. Okay, so the second thing that I have really learned or seen people do or I'm glad that I did is create some sort of disaster plan. Creating a disaster plan for your business during a stable economy will prevent you from making those paranoia-induced decisions in the midst of a crisis. Now, this might include doing whatever it takes to completely understand your business financials to prevent you and your team from having to live month to month because that's never a good feeling. And okay, guys, you know, I'm not a business coach. I'm not trying to be one, but I do suggest that you work with one along with a financial advisor to make sure that your business finances are managed correctly because running a successful business is about so much more than just making money. If you don't manage the money correctly, it will be as though you never had it. Now, I do have a favorite business coach, and that is Michelle Williams of Scarlet Thread Consulting. I have been one of her coaching clients. I consider her to be a close friend of mine. If you're interested, you can go to scarletthreadconsulting.com. She also has a podcast, by the way, that's all about profitability. 
It's called Profit is a Choice Podcast. You can look it up. But it's really good. She's really smart. I do recommend that you at least listen to her podcast, maybe follow her blog, because she has so much to offer in the realm of profitability and finances for the home industry. Now, the third thing is a really, really big topic. And I think this is the biggest takeaway that I have gotten from this entire pandemic. And it's something that I have to go back to again and again. It's so close to my heart. And that is reevaluating what makes you feel secure. So when it all hit the fan and the media went wild with news of the virus, I had to keep asking myself over and over, what will bring me peace? I realized that if my peace was contingent upon the mass media or the presidential administration telling me that the coast was clear, so if they say, okay, it's all clear, and then I would be relaxed, well, that means I'd be putting my faith in those entities. And those entities aren't perfect. You know, it doesn't matter what your political affiliation is or your opinion on the whole pandemic, nobody's perfect. And if those entities said that I should be worried, honestly, there was a lot of time that I was tempted to be worried just because they said be worried. But if they said, oh, it's getting better, then I was tempted to feel more at peace. You see how this is like a roller coaster? How exhausting, right? I mean, as mature adults with our own logical brains, it's really not okay to be like that. And I'm saying this more so to myself than to you guys, because this is something I really struggled with. If my peace changes with the forecast, basically, or rides the waves of the latest headlines, what kind of life is that? If any of us, shutter our businesses during uncertain times rather than see that time as an opportunity to start something new or simply overcome the present challenge in a new way, then again, what kind of business is that? It doesn't mean, of course, that we're never afraid, but it does mean that we don't let that fear freeze us. I have been amazed and inspired by how many of you guys have pushed through this economic shutdown. You served your clients until you couldn't anymore, legally, and then you used your free time to invest in your own business. You set up systems, you implemented templates, and actively planned for your reopening. You took control of your own small universe in the areas that you could, and then you chose not to devote your mental or emotional energy to the areas that were beyond your reach. You were ready to go down with the ship, but you focused more on patching the holes and paddling forward. And dare I say, you guys totally succeeded. You did it. If your business can make it through that, just think about what's now possible. I hope you feel even more confident. Sure. You might have had a few panicky days in the mix, didn't we all? But you didn't let those days become your entire week or your entire month. To quote FDR, Courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the assessment that something else is more important than fear. And wow, have those words ever been more applicable? All right. Now, the fourth thing that really stood out to me during the pandemic is something else that's kind of deep, and just humor me on this one, but... It helps to get a high-level perspective on exactly what happened. Because when the stay-at-home issues were ordered and the news showed clips of crowded hospitals on repeat, I did start to wonder if the end was near. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, I was like, is this going to be the apocalypse? Is the end near? And then I kind of just felt ridiculous because I realized I was only feeling a fraction of what, say, the Holocaust victims must have felt. I knew with no small level of embarrassment that each generation on Earth has had to face its own difficult chapter. The Great Depression, World Wars I and II. I mean, that's just the U.S. within the last century or so. That's a lot. In more modern times, people are dying by the millions every year of influenza and pneumonia. But did I ever notice? I'm ashamed to say that I 
honestly didn't give it much thought. Like, I'm really embarrassed by this, guys. I'm just being totally vulnerable right now. My grandparents and great-grandparents were drafted into world wars, lived in shacks. They were persecuted for their beliefs, their skin color, their gender. And looking at all of that gave me a more realistic perspective of this situation. Was the pandemic bad? Well, yeah. I mean, nobody wants to get sick or fear for their loved ones. But was this in any way similar to the Holocaust, for example? I mean, no, <laughs> it wasn't. If nothing else, I've found a new level of respect and admiration for people who have gone through so much worse and didn't have that Zoom call to join or that voice message waiting on their phone, keeping them connected to their friends. If we can learn even just one thing from all of this, to me, it's this. Fear and faith can't coexist. When one steps into the room, the other steps out. And survivors are built of courage. Whether you're surviving a virus, an economic dip, a loss, an attack, those who thrive after the survival period see the new norm as something they can, to a point, control and become responsible in shaping. So I'm really trying to take my own advice here. How am I going to shape the new norm? Well, first of all, I'm going to start by not worrying about what the future may hold, because worry steals the joy and the creativity from right now. And I need those things right now, guys. I really do. And worrying just helps me personally waste a lot of time thinking about things that I cannot prevent. And maybe for you guys, just like me, it makes us all live under the illusion that something bad is going to happen again. But maybe that one bad thing we're afraid of will never happen again, at least not in our lifetime. We don't know. We can make plans, build solid businesses, and put our faith in the right place. And that's really all we can do. And somehow we have to be okay with that. We as humans and as business owners love to be in control. It's intoxicating, but it can also cloud our judgment in thinking that if we just plan enough or worry enough, then we're going to be able to fix problems before they happen. And that's just not the case. And that's, I think, where faith really comes into play. And I've had to learn to be a little bit more comfortable with letting go and looking for a silver lining when I can. I mean, as someone who is, in business at least, a control freak, this has definitely been an interesting time. I am sure a lot of you out there can commiserate. Does marketing your interior design, home staging, or workroom business give you anxiety? Guys, I get it. I used to hate marketing. That is, until I found a way to make it easy and simple. Now I share my secrets with all my members over at socialitevault.com. As a member, you get access to social media posts, captions, hashtag sets, email newsletters, client welcome packets, branded magazines, and more, ensuring that you'll have a complete sales funnel for attracting new clients even when you're asleep or just too busy to even think about your marketing. Turn those hours you spend worrying about your marketing into hours spent working on new client projects. Your business deserves high quality marketing and you deserve to get your time back. There is no contract required for this service, so head over to socialitevault.com to get started. The fifth thing that has really stuck out to me because of this pandemic is the whole idea that worldwide change equals unparalleled business opportunity. Now, I'm not an investor on Shark Tank with a universe full of business experience, and therefore I obviously can't say too much about this from my own head, but I can quote Mark Cuban. He had something really interesting to say about this entire mess. He said, 
the one thing about the United States of America that's different from every other country on the planet is that we are a country of entrepreneurs. We look to start businesses. When we talk about the American dream, when we talk about rags to riches stories, it starts with an entrepreneur coming up with an idea and executing on that. Now, I personally believe that this is a message of hope and grit and determination, and that it is not limited to the U.S. It can be found in the heart of every entrepreneur. This post-pandemic world remains full of opportunity to grow, expand, and scale your business, and I want you guys to be looking for those opportunities. They are not going to come looking for you because that's not how the world works, but you can find them. They are out there. This might have really knocked your business off its feet, but you can get back up. I know you can because you did it once before. And you guys have the determination that is required. Determination doesn't really depend or lean on good circumstances. In fact, it really shines in the hard circumstances. But moving on from that, another key takeaway that I have gotten from this pandemic, and I think you guys will really kind of agree with this one, is that human interaction is more important than ever. While one half of the world population might be hesitant to shake hands for a very long time or exchange a hug or attend large events, I think the other half of the world is going to be counting down the seconds until we can all spring out of our houses and into the nearest gathering. And regardless of where you find yourself on that spectrum, you and I both know that we as humans really, really need each other. Talking to each other through a screen is a poor replacement for having coffee in person with your best friend or winding down with a bottle of wine at your monthly girls' night, or throwing a big birthday party for one of your kids. We will need to work harder than ever to stay off our devices and get back into the real world, because we've had months to form some really bad habits, spending way too much time on our phones despite taking hundreds of walks around our neighborhoods, myself included, and many businesses will actually continue and even favor online meetings instead of face-to-face meetings. But let's try not to fall into that trap. Now, I can hear some of you right now. Um, Kate, you run an online business. We've never even met you in person. We've only seen you through a screen. Okay, this is true. Yes. (laughs) I run an online business and screen time is the nature of what I do. It's the only way I connect with you guys. But that also means that for me personally, the second I can meet with a friend in person, I am going to do it. Yeah, video calls are convenient, but they're also terrible for relationships. And I... Guys, personally, I miss my friends so badly right now. And I miss the gatherings. I miss so many things that are just essential to being human. Now, don't worry about me. I'm not depressed. I'm not not anything like that. But if there was ever a time that I wanted to just get together with a whole group of you and talk business and, and do whatever, like just hang out, that time is now. And it's really made me realize how I need to put more emphasis on that human-to-human interaction. It can be so easy for me, especially as an online business owner, to just rely on the internet for everything. And now that that's really the only option if we want to talk to people, it's like, man, I'm done with this. I think I want to become Amish. I mean, like, that might have crossed my mind. (laughs) But regardless, guys, these are just the thoughts that I've had bouncing around in my head. and. Of course, I hope that none of you are offended by this because if you were worried, if you did shut down your business, I mean, that's your stuff. That's personal. It is your choice how you want to handle this. And it's your choice how you want to handle going forward. No judgment from me because good grief, we're all just trying to do our best during this time. And 
be there for each other and not lose our minds. So just know that I'm still praying for you guys, for everyone listening to this podcast, for all my Socialite Vault members and my clients on the other side of the biz. I keep you guys in my thoughts and prayers because we have no clue what we're doing here and we will openly admit it because it's completely unprecedented. And the weird thing is how this entire situation, it in some ways has become a political issue and in other ways, it's just found new ways to divide people. But it has also found new ways to bring people together, even though we're isolated. It's the juxtaposition of this is just mind-boggling. So, anywho, I know this is a very different type of episode, very casual. Honestly, I'm just totally brain-dumping, but I kind of had to. And since we don't, you know, get together, I've just got to do it in this medium so that you all can hear my thoughts. Not that you have to listen. <laughs> but seriously, if you have any feedback or if you have any thoughts on this whole situation and how you think it will affect your business going forward or what you think the new normal will be, I would love to hear your thoughts. And if you want to hop over to my Facebook group, Marketing for Home Pros, just let me know what you're thinking. What does a new normal look like for your business or what do you think it will look like? And do you have a plan of attack or some sort of action plan to navigate it? We really need to lean on each other during this time, so I would love to know what you're thinking. All right, guys, until next week, keep your marketing simple, your message clear, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com, where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.